Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Hornets have an extra off day today in the schedule, a welcome sight for a team besieged by injuries. And for us here on the Hornets Hivecast, it's an opportunity to take a break from game previews and reviews and to sit down with one of the Hornets players for a longer form interview. We'll do that today with Hornets forward P.J. Washington. We'll talk about the season so far, expectations for the next 55 games on the slate, and life on and off the court, which in the Washington family includes a new addition in the not-too-distant future. Let's get right into it and welcome P.J. Washington back to the Hornets Hivecast. P.J., thanks so much for sitting down with us. No problem. Thanks for having me. PJ, I don't think I'm saying anything out of turn. The Hornets were not expecting to be at this point in the standings at this stage of the season. As you look at how things have gone so far, what is your take on the first third or so of the season? Obviously, nobody thought we were going to be here, but obviously we've been dealing with injuries, so trying to get past that. And I think uh, we've grown a lot and we've uh, matured a lot, and I'm proud of my teammates for fighting each and every, every night. So that's all you can ask of us is to come out and compete, and I feel like we're doing that at a high level. In terms of the overall expectations, whether you're looking back at preseason or after summer league or once the roster was kind of set into place, nationally, there weren't necessarily huge expectations. But internally, it seemed like the team did believe that it was headed in the right direction towards hopefully a playoff berth and maybe even a playoff run. Mm -hmm. Given the start, do you feel you still have time to get back in that direction? Uh, yeah, I mean, we definitely feel like we have a lot more games during the season, obviously. So uh, we have a lot of time to make up. And once everybody gets back, I mean, things are going to start rolling and things will change. Uh, we're not really worried about that. As long as our principles and everything's uh, taken care of, we'll be fine. And it does mean opportunities for a lot of players. Obviously, some young guys have gotten some run mm-hmm. in the rotation that maybe weren't as expected. But for you personally, I think if we turn the clock back to preseason or at the end of last season, think expectations were that you would obviously be a, a key piece to this team, mm-hmm. but maybe not a starter and probably not one of the top three targets offensively. Now both those things have happened for a long run. How has this run of bad luck for the team opened up an opportunity for you? It's been a lot of opportunity for me. Obviously, we're dealing with a lot of guys out, so I just had to come in and uh, be aggressive towards the offensive end and uh, be uh, an anchor on the defensive end as well. So for me, uh, coaches ask a lot of me, but I mean, I'm excited to be in the role that I am and excited to come out here and help my teammates every night. The role is somewhat similar to the one that you had as a rookie back when you were the young guy on the team. And obviously there were very different reasons for the team to be playing so many young guys at that time compared to now. But as you look back in your mind at what that experience meant for your development, how has it impacted you today? It's impacted me a lot. I pretty much know what to expect each and every night, especially the guys that we're playing. I pretty much know everybody's game. So for me, I just try to go out there and help our young guys, talk to them and uh, be a leader in that aspect and try to make sure they know uh, what to expect. When you look at the growing pains, but also the positive steps forward for a lot of the young guys, do you see things that you maybe remark to them like this is something that I went through too and any conversations like that taking place with some of the young guys? Uh, Yeah, for sure. I mean, 
the time is now for them. Uh, at the end of the day, there's no more excuses. Uh, everybody's getting playing time. Everybody's getting opportunities. So they got to come out and make the most of it. I've been vocal with a lot of them and just telling them to keep their uh, keep their mind right and uh, just come out there and play hard. At the end of the day, we got to be locked in on both ends, and it's a big part for them. But I'm, I'm excited uh, that they're getting opportunities. The expectations for the team, you just mentioned how you really don't see them being altered just yet in terms of where you want to get long term. When you look at the guys coming back, is there a set amount of time that you feel you need to make up a number of games? Or are we still way too early to start looking at the standings and saying, well, you know, Boston's 20 and five or whatever they are right now. And so they might be out of reach. I think it's way too early. I feel like we're, I mean, Coach was just talking about it. We're not too far behind from everybody. It's going to be a tough, a tough in the East this year. Every every team's pretty good. So we have a lot of ground to make up. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm confident in our abilities, and I feel like we'll win a bunch of games. Charlotte's been hit by this more than really anyone out there, but many teams have been hit with injuries. It seems like every week or so we'll see another big name is sidelined for two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. No one's rooting for injuries for anyone. But when you see news like that, does it reset things and say, okay, you know, we're not the only ones who are dealing with injuries at this point? Honestly, I'll try not to pay attention to much of that because, I mean, somebody will be injured and they're, they're playing against us. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you just got to go out and, and compete. That's all it's about uh, each and every night, no matter who you're playing. The level of competition really has been impressive. There's been several times here over the last couple of weeks or so where you you look at the team, you see how many heavy minutes you and Terry and Kelly Oubre have had to play, and you think to yourself, well, if the team gets down by 20 or so, maybe maybe you pull the plug on this one, give you guys some rest for the next one, and then inevitably you guys make a run, and you look at the end of the game and you played (laughs) 35 or 40 minutes or something crazy again. Is it exhilarating is it more fun to have to battle this way or is it at times demoralizing to think man we're putting all this strain on ourselves and the wins just aren't coming yet I think it's fun I mean I think we're putting ourselves in position each and every night and that's all you can pretty much ask we just got to clean up a a few things in the fourth quarter and uh, learn how to close our games I think that's our biggest issue right now I don't feel like anybody's just blowing us out every game I feel like we're right there with everybody so for us it's the same attitude same mentality and just coming out and being aggressive no matter who we're playing P.J. Washington, our guest today here on the Hornets Hivecast. P.J., let's go to off the court. You're in year four now here in Charlotte in the Queen City, and you made it a real point to get involved with the community and give back. Back on Thanksgiving, around Thanksgiving, you teamed with Steel Creek AME, Zion Church, to provide Thanksgiving meals to underprivileged families, and you have events coming up here in this Christmas season as well. What does it mean to you to be in a position now to give back to this community? Uh, it means a lot. I mean, definitely being in a position I am to give back, uh, it just means a lot for me and uh, my family and especially the community. I mean, I love getting back and seeing kids, putting smiles on their faces and putting smiles on people's faces at Steel Creek Church was amazing, too. Just providing meals and just seeing everybody happy. That's what it's about. As long as the community's together, it's going to be a, a better place. And it's something you do with your family and your, your team as well. The season is extremely busy. You've got a lot of demands on your time. Mm-hmm. How much work do they put in to help make it so that these events can take place as well as the CSR team here with the Hornets? Uh, a lot. I mean, my mom is in charge of pretty much all that stuff. So, uh, she keeps me on top of everything, and uh, she she does a lot for me and my fiance as well. Uh, my sister, even and even my brother. So everybody's into it. Everybody's trying to give back and just trying to be the best people we can be. The point is to give back, obviously, but again, there's a lot of demands on a lot of people's times. We understand sometimes when you see an event and you see a player and they're they're not always as engaged, but you're the opposite. You seem to light up when these kinds of events take place. No, yeah, I mean, I love doing it. I love giving back. Um, I love, obviously, seeing people smile, so it's just great. 
you mentioned the family working together with you and you personally, your family is growing. You've got a young son. You've got another one on the way. Your first child was also born in season. I remember when my kids were born, one of them was not during any kind of sports seasons that I was covering, but one was right in the middle of it, and it was pretty stressful for me. (laughs) What's it like having a kid in the middle of the season? Clearly, listen, neither of us have the main role in, in, in having the kids, so all the respect to the moms out there. But what is it like for you having to think about, you know, you're bringing a child into the world, but you've also got a basketball game that yeah. you're trying to navigate all that to? Uh, I think it's it's definitely tough. I mean, because obviously you don't know when when he's coming. So for me, um, I just try to keep myself ready. I just know at any, any moment, at any time, I can be uh, on the way to the hospital. So for me, it's exciting times. I'm just excited that we're going to have a baby, obviously, and um, I can't wait to see him. I remember you missed a game Mm -hmm. for the birth of your first child. What were the conversations like with the team and the coaching staff to prepare for it? And I I remember talking to you afterwards, like there wasn't a doubt about what you were going to do or what the team wanted you to do. Family comes first. But what are those conversations, those plans like? Basically, um, my child's mom obviously would um, text the, uh, the training staff and then they would just go from there. So her water broke. Literally, we landed and it was 8 in the morning, I think. She had texted me and her water broke. So I text Buzz and Mitch. I think I called them and I'm like, hey, her water broke. So they got a flight for me. I don't know what, I think the flight was at 10. Mind you, it's 8 o'clock now. So I'm rushing to the airport. The airport's like 50 minutes away. I get to the airport. I'm like, hey, my uh, girlfriend's water broke. So they put me through the lines of TSA. I'm running through the, <laughs> through the airport with my flip-flops on. It's cold. We're in Detroit, and I've got my game with me. So I'm just sprinting through the airport. I'm sweating. I make the plane, and I get up, and, and I end up making it. So everything was good. What did it mean to you to be there for that moment, and what will it mean to you when uh, when your your next child comes into the world? Man, it's nothing like it. I mean, it's super exciting just to bring in a healthy child into the world and uh, for them to see you the first time, and, and there's nothing like skin to skin. So I'm super excited. And, of course, I remember when you did come back to the team, you had a great run of games. You must be the only person who does well with sleep deprivation. (laughs) 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 No, I mean, definitely flying and getting all this traveling. I'm getting used to not sleeping, so I'm going to be used to it when he gets here. We we know what to get you for the holidays. Anything diaper-related, right? (laughs) Everything diaper-related, for sure. P.J. Washington, our guest here today here on the Hornets Hivecast. P.J., let's go back to basketball. Talked about looking at the standings. For me, as someone who covers the game and, and is keeping up the team, I think realistically to have control of your own destiny, you kind of say, all right, for every like five games you have left, you can say, well, we can make up one or ten games or, or whatever it is. And there's so much runway in front of this team, but there's also still a lot of significant injuries. So what are you more focused on right now? Is it the game-to-game, just try and get wins wherever you can? Or are you cognizant of, hey, we, we need this many guys back with this many games to go to really be able to have a chance to chase what we're looking for? I think right now the main focus is just each and every night just trying to get a win. We can't look at long term right now. I mean, obviously it's a bunch of games left, so it'd be hard. So right now it's just we look at like five game spans and we try to win at least three, at least four, and and just keep moving from there. That's how we get back to 500 and obviously get the record we want and then obviously get into the playoffs. When you're so close and competing so hard but, but the wins aren't coming, what are the emotions like after the games? Um, sometimes it can be frustrating, but I mean, at the end of the day, there's always room for improvement. There's always things we can work on. So I feel like the coaching staff does a good job of pinning those things out for us. And, uh, we have to apply them to each game and play 48 minutes. Something to maybe give some encouragement. So last year, obviously the team finished above 500 at 42 and 40 in that season. You had two stretches where 
wins were very hard to come by. You had one where you lost 9 out of 12 in the late part of 2021, mm-hmm. and you had another one where, depending on how you slice it, you either lost 12 of 16 or 14 of 20. Either way, it wasn't very good, but you had those long, long losing stretches and still ended up with a winning record. Are those mm-hmm. things you can fall back on and say, hey, we've done this before? Yeah, no, we've definitely been there. We've experienced it. We know what we need to do. And um, I feel like our guys are still working, still excited, and still ready to come out and perform each and every night. So that's what you need. And uh, you need guys that are um, willing and able to come out and play hard. Does it make it easier that it feels like you know what the answer is, that you guys are injured right now? It's not necessarily some way of playing or, or a bad stretch of shooting or something like that that have derailed other teams. It's clearly you're not healthy. No, yeah, I mean, it's, that, that's definitely the answer. I mean, I feel like if we were healthy the whole season, obviously the record would be way different. So for us, I mean, we just got to work with what we have right now and uh, just try to go out and compete. Like I said, that's our biggest thing, no matter who's playing. When players do come back, a lot of guys are going to go back to, to different roles, either some younger guys maybe not playing at all for stretches. And for players like yourself, depending on who comes back in what order, you could end up coming off the bench again. You could at least be in a role where you're not dependent on to be scoring at such a high level. How will this run impact how you play when roles do start to change? For me, I mean, honestly, I just have to continue to be aggressive. Um, I don't feel like my role is going to change a bunch. Obviously, um, when Melo and Gordon gets back, things will be different. But for the most part, I feel like my role will be the same. Just have to come out and be aggressive, play defense, get rebounds, facilitate, and uh, just play to my best abilities. If anything, a chance that you guys will be better for this experience? Oh, no, yeah, we'll definitely be ready. I mean, we can't wait for them guys to get back. So even Cody, I mean, we haven't we barely seen him this at all this year. So I'm extremely excited to see him come back. Dennis, got a bunch of guys out, so... Whenever they get back, things will be better. And in terms of the the entertainment for the fans, as we've talked about a couple of times here, the team has played at an extremely high level in terms of the competition and the fight and keeping these games close. What is your message to the fans who maybe haven't been to games yet? We're planning to. They're they're waiting for the team to get to full strength, <laughs> and they're they're looking at the record and not looking at how competitive and entertaining this team has been. Stick with it. I mean, that's. Uh... All I can say, um, things will turn for sure. We're not worried about that. So uh, just stick with it and stick with us. One more question for you in this this vein here. In addition to you guys having examples of turning around long losing streaks into win streaks, there's other teams that have done similar. And the one that sticks out to me is Boston last year. They had a coaching change going into the season. Mm -hmm. They had a couple of young stars, and they were – Right around 500, they were even talking about, well, maybe we should break this team up you know, mm-hmm. from some of the Boston media members. And then all of a sudden, post-All-Star break, things start to click, and they go on a run. Here with this team, injuries on top of that, but there's been a coaching change, renewed intensity on defense. You see a lot of the breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to make you say that the team's going to go on a run to the finals immediately, but <laughs> I mean, do, you, do you feel like there is a chance that this team can still do something very special? For sure. I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, there's plenty of injuries, but... I feel like with the coaching change and everything, um, as long as guys buy into what Coach Cliff is explaining, I feel like things will be different and things will begin to open up for us and we'll have a great season. PJ, appreciate you sitting down with us. Happy holidays to you and Mm -hmm. congrats on the upcoming new addition to the Washington family. Thank you. you. For sure. Thank you. That's going to do it for this edition of the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. 
On tomorrow's edition of the HHC, we will have our game preview, getting you set for the Hornets matchup against the Detroit Pistons. Till then, we say thank you to our producer, Rob Longo, for putting this podcast together, our guest, PJ Washington, for sitting down, and most of all, to all of you for tuning in. For everyone here, I'm Sam Farber, saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you with us, and we'll talk to you next time, right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.